The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. UnityOnlineRadio.org The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream show. This is where you uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Dr. Dream, Kelly Sullivan Walden. Grateful to be here on Unity Online Radio. Um, Even though... This is the second to the last show I'll be doing on Unity Online Radio before transitioning to mindbodyspirit.fm. But while we're here, I'm so grateful to be finishing out strong with Nancy T co-hosting and Athena Laz with me from the that I met through the DreamWorks Summit. But let me just tell you really quickly, in the second half of the show, we will take your calls, questions about dreams and really, really today is the day. If you haven't called in before, you've been too shy about your dreams. This is really the day to call in because we've got Athena and Nancy and me. We're going to just pounce all over you and give you all we've got. So don't be shy. The number to call is 816-251-3555. 816-251-3555. So before we get into all the things, let me just invite you all to turn within for a brief moment. Let's just get centered and still and take a breath. In the midst of all the wildness going on in this world, there's a still inner sanctuary that resides within. So let's just find it by just dropping everything else, letting go of all the spinning plates and all the technology and all the things that are going according to plan and all the things that aren't, just drop them all like they're hot. Let it go. And with each breath, just allow yourself to find your way into that still inner place of the most high, that place where you tap into the soul and the spirit of all beings everywhere. When you touch your own soul, your own dreaming soul, you touch the soul of the world, according to Paolo Coelho. And so we do that now and we allow ourselves to invite in our dreams, our dreaming mind. We bring in this red carpet of respect for our dreams and the alchemy, the healing and the empowerment and the inspiration that can come with it. So with this, I'm so grateful for Unity Online Radio. I'm so grateful for you for watching or listening. And I'm grateful for Nancy T for joining me, holding hands with me on this journey. And for my new friend, Athena Laz, who is my co-host at the DreamWorks Summit. So with this, I say, thank you. Bring on the dreams. And so it is for the highest good of all. Amen. A woman, ah, dreams. Okay, Nancy T, before we bring on Athena officially, um, I'm going to hand it to you, but let me just tell people you can, you can see us if you want to go to Facebook. Kelly Sullivan Walden is my page. Kelly Sullivan Walden dreams, actually. Oops. And then you can also look up Athena Laz and Nancy tells her own. You can see us streaming on your Facebook page. And you can also call in, like I said, via Unity Online Radio at 816-251-3555. Okay, Nancy T, over to you. 
Here we go. April 6th, everybody. Shortcut to awakening. One of the quickest ways to shift from sleepwalking to full-blown awakening is to know that everything is operating on behalf of your greatest good. When you see the world through the lens of the universe being on your side, you can live in a fearless state of wonder, co-creating a life of inspiration minus fear-based perspiration. With your spirit ablaze, imagine what you might replace your fear with. Creativity, love, purpose-driven work, maybe even an entirely unrecognizable life from the one you've been living. And the affirmation is, I know that regardless of appearances, life is always operating on behalf of my fulfillment. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) All the time. (laughs) I felt really powerful. You yeah. are really powerful. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, honey. I love the way you read. I just want you to read everything. I want you to follow me around and read the street signs with me wherever I go. Thanks for reading. It's 325. Oh, there we <laughs> are. I'm going to stop for the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And P.S. This is a shameless plug, but um, the Luminous Humanist book that Nancy just read for is, read from is um, nominated for a Best Book Award with for the coalition of visionary artists that's the cover award so go and vote for it please because it's all you know you can make a difference and if you subscribe to my email list um it's in the email that i sent out today the voting link and if not you can just go to cover awards and vote and look up the best book category and there you go all right shameless and if you buy it you get the beautiful beautiful cover that's gorgeous that can go on a coffee table and you get a a free picture of kelly and something every single day okay (laughs) it's exceptional free picture of kelly big fat face right there (laughs) there you go oh my god okay so Athena Laz, let's get, let's talk about you. Enough about me. Let's talk about Athena. <laughs> so Athena Laz, I met her through the DreamWorks Summit with the Shift Network and it's happening right now. And it's so exciting. Athena is amazing. I feel so grateful to have met her. And she is a spiritual dream teacher, depth psychologist, and the author of Alchemy of Your Dreams. And, oh, it's the Alchemy of Your Dreams, and The Deliberate Dreamer's Journal. Athena Laz has helped thousands of people worldwide discover the depths of their psyche and spirit through the medium of dreams, symbols and metaphors and images, the language of soul. Her work is designed to help you remember your own ability to understand and use the spiritual language for the benefit of your well-being and life. So I am so grateful to talk about, we're going to talk about lucid dreaming and spirituality and dreams and all of my favorite subjects all wrapped into one. So Athena Laz, welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream Show. Thank you so much, Kelly, for having me on your show. And uh, it's been so wonderful connecting with you through the entire summit. And now with this, it's just been great. Thank you. I'm so grateful to have met you. So before we get into your specific work, let's just, because we to, we just kind of opened up the floodgates for the DreamWorks Summit. So what's that been like for you as somebody who's already, you've written books, you're super knowledgeable about dreams, and then here you are interviewing, we've interviewed 40 people between you, me, and Teresa Chung. So what's it been like for you to be co-hosting the DreamWorks Summit? 
been amazing. It's been so wonderful connecting with all these dream teachers. I finally feel like I've found my tribe of people in many ways. Um, you know, can it can feel interesting to be a dream teacher in your own space. I kind of tend to sort of feel not isolated but you know you're so solitary and then all of a sudden the summit's like wow here's 40 amazing people we're all connecting we all have the same intention so many people brought such beautiful energy to the summit so it's just been such a great experience and I got to meet you and Teresa and that's been very cool yeah it's like just when we thought we were so special as dream teachers it's like (laughs) oh wait there's a lot of us there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, but is, didn't you find, I found that, you know, I mean, I, I think I know a few things about dreams at this point, having, you know, written books and doing this, but it was like every Gross. interview, I'm like, oh, I'd never thought about that before. Oh, Nancy T, I can't wait for you to see this. It's, I mean, I feel like I've become a better lucid dreamer and I'm, I'm seeing dreams in a whole new way. I think at the very least, there's a whole new appreciation for oh, dreams. That's and- awesome. I love that if you're learning more about lucid dreaming and I'm in this wild women group with you and you're going to teach yes. that to us, looking yes. forward to it. Mm. <laughs> Cause that's, that's cool. going to be cool. Done it. <laughs> yeah. And um, so wild women Wednesdays, today's Wednesday. And we're, we've taken a, we were taking a, a, a few months off, but we're back. The first Wednesday of every month is wild women Wednesdays. And that's today. And we're doing it from three to 5 PM Pacific time. Is that right? Nancy T. I think so. Yeah. Oh God, you and I and Mel. I'm going to say it's six three to, to five. Yeah, yeah. Because my three to, to five Pacific, um, and go to my website kellysullivanwalden.com to find out how you can join. Okay, yeah. so Athena, let's talk about your passion for the spirituality intersection of dreams. I mean, we could talk about the science, we could talk about the creative, we could talk about the problem solving. You particularly focus in on my favorite part of it is how it can help us to grow spiritually. So. How does that work for you? I feel like my intention when I wrote my book was really to reawaken modern people to the fact that our dreams link us to a higher state of consciousness and well-being. So my experience had been um, that a lot of people would say like, well, dreams are quite meaningless or do our dreams really offer us something or they'd come from a very sort of scientific or psychoanalytic space. And I I really wanted to reawaken people's um, passion for dreaming by highlighting how amazing our dreams are in that they offer us soulful guidance nightly. And so I really, really wanted to do that. That was my intention. My hope would be to, is to link literally the spirituality of dreaming with the psychology of dreams to illuminate that intersection for people so that it isn't one over the other, but the two together. Um, yeah. That is so beautiful. And, and for people that are really listening and paying attention, Athena's got such a lovely voice. You're in South Africa right now. What time is it over there? It is quarter past seven in the evening and I'm visiting family here. Um, So I'm just on holiday, but it's been so amazing. Mm, Awesome. So I hope people can cope with my accent though. (laughs) Oh my God. I think we're going to more than cope. I have FOMO. I feel like I just sound like a robot compared to you. It's it's so lovely. (laughs) So lovely. I want to be South African in my next life. Okay. So (laughs) let's talk about lucid dreaming because you are... You're quite a lucid dreamer and you talk about that in your book. So 
What's your, what's your take on lucid dreaming and how we can get better at it? I think that lucid dreaming is the frontier of consciousness. That's really how I feel about it. And there are so many words for lucid dreaming, so many terms, right? We can call it shamanic dreaming, mystic dreaming, active dreaming. And it really doesn't matter what the name of it, it's the experience of it. And so I had someone speak to me the other day about how, um, you know, they were saying, they had a lot of opinions about lucid dreaming. And I asked them, well, have you ever actually had the experience of waking up in a dream where you recognize, well, man, this is a dream I'm dreaming. And they actually hadn't had the experience. And I think that that's something um, that's kind of worth mentioning because it's this idea that I think a lot of people have of they might have preconceived ideas about what the experience is going to be like. And really it's only when you find yourself in the dream and you become lucid that you can, I feel like speak on it um, because you have some experience with it. So for me, lucid dreaming is this incredible space, this incredible technique that people can learn to one better understand themselves. So you can dive into the depths of your psyche through lucid dreaming, but you can, and you can connect very um, intrinsically with the spirit world or the dream world. And that offers you huge, huge gateways and doorways into many, many things like meeting guides, like understanding um, yourself better, even meeting late loved ones. It depends on what the intention is. So the space is a hugely profound space in my opinion. So give us an example of a lucid dream that you that you experienced yourself that was profound and that left a, an imprint. So I've had quite a few lucid dreams. Some of them are completely wild and I like to um, see where the dream goes. But there are two dreams that really stick out for me. The first one was a dream where I became lucid spontaneously in the actual dreamscape. And I was having a nightmare and there was a figure, quite a dark figure, like a cloaked figure that was coming up towards me. And I was very frightened in my dream, but I was lucid enough to know that it was a dream. And for anyone who's experienced with lucid dreaming, you know that nothing can hurt you in that space because you have um, control and you're, you're able to manipulate the environment if you need. So I... I decided to do a technique that's often recommended in in therapy where you welcome aspects of yourself that are hard to look at. So for anyone who's done shadow work or work with the psyche, you know, whatever archetype you're working with, that's that's the way you kind of move towards it. You bring it closer to yourself as opposed to pushing it away. So in the lucid dream, I find myself with this um, figure that was frightening and it wasn't speaking to me. It was actually growling um, like a mixture between a cat and a dog, but petrifying. And so I braved it. And as I opened up my arms to embrace this figure and the figure moved towards me and as it did, it got smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until eventually I just embraced it. And I woke up in, in complete um, awe of what had just happened and actually felt incredibly emotional on waking because I felt like that helped me heal, heal something that I had been maybe running away from that I didn't know about or not know about, but I wasn't confronting in my waking life. So that was the one very powerful lucid dream that I had. And that was many, many years ago, but it still sticks with me because it's just um, instead of 
fighting fear with fear or fighting fear, I really try to lean into a loving, compassionate stance. And it, it, it really um, worked. And then another great lucid dream experience that I've had is of going places, of seeing things and, uh, and then seeing if they're accurate on waking. And I've had a lot of experiences like that. Wait, what do you so, mean? Say that again. So like one of the um, one of the training things that I teach is that you can in a lucid dream, you can clear out your landscape. And if you have the intention, you can travel to a specific place. And time is strange in lucid dreaming. It feels layered. So I decided I wanted to see I've never been to Egypt. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to try and go to Egypt. I tried twice in two lucid dreams and it didn't work I kept getting sort of flung back into the dreamscape and then the second time I went somewhere and I was in a temple and I and I received some information there and then on waking I was able to google the place and it was accurate and I hadn't hadn't I have never been there I've never (laughs) seen it and I think this is open and available to us all the time and I actually think the timing of it is as well so you're not just traveling to Egypt in the here and now of 20 as as woo-woo as it sounds, 2022, you can actually go back or forth if you want. So those were those are two experiences. Wow. That Nancy T, <laughs> I can see. <laughs> Nancy's like, um, I want some of that. A little I'll different than the ones having. I had. When you do it later, I bet you all have them. <laughs> Tonight, Nancy, let's go to Egypt. All right, let's do, do it. Together. Let's bring all the wild women dreamers to Egypt. Okay, and I'll just, I'll just um, crash your group. <laughs> please, yes, would you? Please. It'll be in the middle of the night oh, for you. Oh, we would you. love it. Oh, yeah, so it's great. kind of a strong intent, right? Did you, you kind of knew ahead of time that that's what you wanted to explore? Like, should you become lucid? I want to go to Egypt. Was that, was that yes. sort of what you did? Absolutely, right. I'm very, very deliberate in the way with what I intend to do in my dream work, unless I don't, you know, not every single time, but if I have an intention, I'm very specific about it. And the words that you use in your lucid, in a dream, lucid dreaming specifically, are very important. So for example, you could say, I want to see Egypt, and you might then get a pamphlet or a book that meant like appears in the dreamscape and so the the words you use are really really important so I tend to focus on what I want to do in my dream work um, during the day sometimes I'll even write out an intention before bed and then in the in the dreamscape I know which words I'm going to use because I've thought about it okay that is amazing but here's my question because I am not as skilled of a lucid dreamer as you are. I've become better since I've been co-hosting the summit because I've been so immersed more than normal. I mean, normally my nights are filled with dreams and my day is what I do this kind of thing. It's like, so we're, I'm kind of like, you know, smashed. I'm over, I'm avalanched with dreams all the time, but doing this (laughs) summit was like even more. But one thing I find when I'm, when I'm having these lucid dreams, especially in the last month is I don't know that I'm sleeping as deeply during those times. Like there's this sense, okay, I'm dreaming. Oh my God. All right. I'm dreaming while I'm aware. I'm dreaming while I'm dreaming. This means I'm lucid. Yay. Oh, uh, so there's, (laughs) so I don't know. Does it. (laughs) Okay. And I know Robert Wagoner taught in the, in the dream session that I conducted with him. He said, 
the moment you're aware that you're dreaming, when you're dreaming, calm down. You said, <laughs> look at something boring. Don't get like your excitement is like the antithesis of what yeah. you need. So you need to, <laughs> that's such good advice. <laughs> calm oh, down. Shit. Yes. Could you please just everything 24 seven. So, but I find myself, I'm doing my version of chilling out in the lucid dream, but <laughs> which is still pretty fantastic. <laughs> yes. Notice those words, <laughs> but, but I don't know that I'm sleeping as deeply when I'm doing this. So, and sleeping, it's kind of important, well, especially for me jam. these last couple of years, it's yeah. the first time in my whole life I've ever had a hard time sleeping and it's my dogs. And I've had all kinds of crazy things happen in the last couple of years. But so how, how do you address that? Can you sleep deeply while you're lucid dreaming? So you can, um, but I feel like it's person dependent. And I think it's also like you're saying your seasons of life are where you find yourself so if you're very if you're feeling exhausted in your waking life then lucid dreaming might not be the thing you want to do if you just feel like you need deep rest then I would say move to something like yoga nidra because that is um prime to they say that like if you can get into the state that that um state I think it's a delta state but I could be wrong about it mm-hmm. offhand that it's like meditating for seven hours, the equivalent of it, if you can maintain it for about 10 minutes. So I think that like you, if you're struggling to sleep one, that that automatically I think will help. But there's also, I think there's something here about there's no um, proof that lucid dreaming actually makes you tired. They've done like a lot of studies on this to try and prove this because it's actually a critique. People often say like, well, you know, isn't this valuable time? What what if your body suffers? And they've shown that actually physiologically it doesn't affect your body. But I think because your mind and your awareness is awake and you know it follow, you, so you feel like that is quite a strange thing I think to grapple with because we're so used to falling asleep and falling asleep and not maintaining awareness and I do think that takes a bit of um, practice and is uncomfortable at the beginning um, but the more you do it the easier the easier it becomes and the less it feels like you're not resting or at least that's been my experience okay so you yeah. can have it all all at the same time I don't That's know all the time. I mean, for me, honestly, like I'll have very intensive um, patches of lucid dreaming and when I'll intend to dream. But I've also, I mean, you know, if I go through a stressful period or something, I give myself the break of not feeling like I need to do something. But I do the same thing in waking life. So I really think it's a personal preference, self-care in the way that you find a need, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, And I know you know that, but... I'm just yeah, but this is it's yeah. a good for everyone to hear. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. I think Nancy and I are on on a mission to become amazing, masterful, lucid dreamers. <laughs> Nancy, I'm putting words <laughs> in your it. mouth. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong because <laughs> I've only had a couple, and some of them I've been very frivolous. Let me just say, I had my opportunity <laughs> to do whatever, and I was like, we, you know, just flying, and you know, I mean, <laughs> but I'm glad to see. I, mean, I had a great time. Let's not get it twisted. But but there have been moments where I could have maybe made most more of it, I think. More use of it. Oh yeah. My God. Better, like at least split the time. 
don't don't right. party the entire time. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So Athena, in a few minutes, I mean, we're going to be going to a break in a few minutes, but um, I want us to, we're going to invite dreamers to call in and share their questions about dreams. You've got um, an ABC method. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because maybe you'll, you'll share that with us more like in practical use on the other side of the break. So tell us first about it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I created the ABC method to be a very simple and easy way of working with dreams. So the idea is that my golden rule of any dream questioning is to say, why this dream in this way right now? And if you look at your dream as a story, that's the way to approach this method. So you're looking at it as a whole um, and not as just specific symbols. So the A stands for accept. You accept the dream in the fullness of its um, embodiment in the way it appeared to you. So if that's a nightmare, if it's a sex dream, if it's a lucid dream, whatever it is, you accept the dream in the shape and form that it came to you. And even if that's, you know, with uncomfortable people or figures, so you write, you write, um, you write the symbols down, the ones that you can remember, right? Um, so you'll say house, car, people, whatever. Okay, oh, yeah? so let me just say one thing about that first. I think that is super important because a lot of times dreams don't make sense to the logical mind. And if it doesn't make sense to the logical mind, we'll tend to discard it. But this accepting is super important because it's like if you knew that whatever dream you were going to have was like coming to you from the heavens, coming to you from a higher source, even if it was a caterpillar that showed up, you'd be like, okay, there's something in that. So we have to get that. We have to accept. And I have to tell myself this because I had a dream last night that I was like, eh, come on, (laughs) really? But it's like, oh, even me. So and I, and I'd like to tell you, because I think it was kind of ridiculous, but I need to accept to that it was like a message from the gods, as silly as it might've seemed to my ego or my logical mind. Okay. So what's the B? So the B is believe in its benevolence, which is exactly what you're saying, right? Yeah. Believe that the right. message actually, there's a reason for the stream. There's a reason that you're seeing it right now in this moment. And um so and believe that there is something good that you can take out of this so this isn't the same thing as just like a toxic positivity spin on it it's really looking at like what is the message what's the meaning here in a in a good and nurturing way um and i'll give an example of that after this right and then c is to clarify you clarify what the dream meant and if you feel like there's an action step associated with it or a solution because i'm also a firm believer that our dreams even if it takes a couple of nights, they offer us the solutions. So we may not oh be able heavens, to. Oh my heavens, we're going to a break. We're going to talk more about yeah. the sea on the other side. How did that happen? <laughs> Thanks for joining us. This is UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. dream interpretation, and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. It's so great to be back with you all from this little break. And this is the second to the last show that we're doing here on Unity Online Radio. And if you have a question about your dreams, the number to call is 816-251-3555. 
um, in a couple weeks, I'll be on mindbodyspirit.fm. So if you have questions about dreams and all of that, don't, don't, don't think I'm disappearing. I'm not. Um, anyway, so we are talking with Athena Laz. She is an amazing being. She's the author of the, let's see, the, the alchemy of your dreams and the deliberate dreamers journal. And she and I are co-hosting along with Teresa Chung, the DreamWork summit on the shift network that is available right now. It's starting and you can get all of our interviews for free. We interviewed 40 dream experts from around the world and it's all free if you listen live. So go to the shift network. Actually, you can go to my website, Kelly Sullivan Walden, Dot com or I had the strangest dream.com and there's a big shift network DreamWorks summit banner on my website so click on that and find out how you can get all these interviews for free and like it just take your level of dream mastery to the next quantum leap level and let's see so what else oh wild women Wednesday it's tonight for the first time in in months so if you yeah. want to join us again on my website Kelly Sullivan click on the banner that says wild women. You see a bunch of crazy wild women doing a bunch of kind of dreamy looking circus act things. <laughs> anyway, join us there. And uh, last, last little thing is, um, oh yeah, the cover award, go to the cover awards and vote on luminous humanness for best book. Yay. Okay. Any other announcements, Athena got any announcements about anything else coming up for you besides the DreamWorks summit? So I'm offering a great meet your guide course um, through the Ooh. summit. So okay. if people click in that, click onto the summit registration page, they'll see it in the welcome video. I'm um, just below the welcome video or on my website. So thanks. Yeah, that's great. Meet your guy. Is that what meet it your is? Meet guide. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I should do that one. Uh, oh my God. That's hilarious. Well, I actually had a wonderful experience with someone the other day on another call. And she told me that she dreamt of her husband before she met him. And she met him like three weeks later. Well, they got married, um, but it was an experience she had. So it could very well be meet your guide. That's That could be a fun one. <laughs> That's funny too. That's exactly, exactly. Oh my heavens. Yeah. Okay. So we were talking on the other side of the break about in your, the alchemy of dreams book, you talk about your ABC approach, accept, believe and clarify. So let's just take some dreamers and then you can, you can go through your approach. And Nancy was talking about her dream about saving Amy Winehouse but she wouldn't go to rehab. She said, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Exactly like that. Hey, got a great Nancy. voice. Nancy, that was good. Oh, you could totally imitate her. I was thinking Forget if I Cher. ever had to be someone I could, I like, you know, lose a little bit more weight, wear one of those things, put some tattoos on me, you beehive. know, do the beehive and black like her. the eyeliner. The, like, yeah, <laughs> Oh, honey. I say yes, yes, yes. Okay. So let's take some dreamers. Let's start with Miss Denise. Miss Denise, who is basically our other, like our other co-host here. She always has the best dreams and we love you, Denise. What's your dream today? And do you have a question for Athena and Nancy and I? Um, I have a dream and I love y'all as well. Um, We love you. Next week will be a sad Next week will be a sad day. Next Wednesday will be sad. 
but we'll keep going. We'll keep going on a, just in a different way. So that's you know. true. Okay. okay. You, you know, I talk fast. I can't help it. I don't know why. Anyway, I had a dream that um I was um by myself and I went down a hill, a small hill. But you know how when you're when it's snowing and you get on um oh god and you get on a sled and you kind of come down. But instead of getting on the sled and it wasn't snowing, I just Got, it was like a little bit of mud, and you can slide on it. So I slide down the little hill, and even when I was sliding down, I was like, oh, my God, I feel like a child again. I said that in the dream, oh, this feels so fun. But then when I came down, I said, well, doggone it, I got to get back up. And I looked, and I was like, oh, God, how am I going to get back up? And I decided um, to try to climb a little bit, and the dream ended. I didn't go up back up the same way I came down, which now telling you this makes no sense, but maybe I felt like going up the, 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 the little bit of mud, I might have slipped back down. So I tried to climb to my left of where the hill was, and it was a little bit of a challenge, but all in all, I still felt good because coming down that hill and all that dirt and mud, I was just sliding down like a child. Like, like like I had a sled underneath me, but of course I didn't. It was just my bottom, and I just once I got on the hill, my you know I just kind of came down, and that was the end of the dream. But I felt like a child, and in the Yay. dream I even said, I said, "Wow, this feels good." End of dream. Oh, okay, great. So Athena, I'm gonna pass the talking stick to you to try out your ABCs on on Denise's dream. What would you do with this? So Denise, I would say that the main thing that comes out for you is the way you felt, right? Or at least in the way you describe it, you keep saying like, I felt like a child, I felt like a child. So I'd say that's mm-hmm. part of the dream there. So in the symbols that you see, you're part of a hill, you said the mud, the left hand side. Um, what else? Is there anything else there? No. The mud, the hill. And it, was, and it wasn't all mud. I have to be honest. It was a little bit of mud mixed in with a little bit of dirt. It was allowing my body to slip down. So it was nice and smooth. It wasn't all mud, but it was nice and creamy, <laughs> nice and, you know, nice and smooth. So you could, so you could come down. <laughs> Ew. <No>. Sorry. <laughs> creamy mud. I think, Delish. I think it's like a chocolate bad mousse, but different. It. Chocolate mousse, yeah, much uh, much better imagery, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's about the feeling state here, connecting with inner child, feeling light, um, being able to slide down and feel free and fun. And, you know, so if this was my dream, I'd say, like, am I able to take this feeling space or vibration and use it in my waking life? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so with you. Oh, Nancy T. Yeah. I'm the talking stick to you. Yeah. yeah I, I'll tell you, I love this dream. 
because, well, first of all, because you kept saying, I felt like a child. I felt like a child. And that's one of my favorite feelings. I'm a big fan of anything that makes me feel like I'm a kid again. I do it all the time. Every every time I get dressed, it's like I'm playing dress up when I was little. (laughs) So I I relate to that and I, I vibe with that in a big way. But what I thought was interesting is that you're on dirt and you're on mud. Some people could, if it were my dream, you could look at that as like, a question marks or, you know, where we're not clear in life, but what's even better about it is that if you, if you have these things that you're not clear about, you can just slide on down and have fun anyway. That's, that was the message I got was like, Ooh, it does not matter that not everything is like all the I's are dotted. All the T's are crossed. I'm loving life. That's, that's where I would go with it. (laughs) But, but, but real quick, what's the challenge of, or what's the message in, I came down, but okay. now it's time to get back up. So I'll, I'll weigh or, in here. Go ahead, Nance. Well, okay. I, was, I think that like for me, because this is such a positive message is maybe, you know, when you, when you were up there, there was all that muddiness, all that, un, this lack of clarity, you don't want to go back that same way because you want to be Ooh. more clear. So that's where, that's where I would take it. Mm. Oh, that's awesome. Wow, Nancy. Okay. Okay. I love that. I just want to acknowledge a couple synchronicities, Denise. I'm always so connected to you and your dreams. So it turns out tomorrow I have a photo shoot for, for my new book. A crisis is a terrible thing to waste. And we're going to do the photo shoot in a mud puddle. So hello. So, and, and the thing is, is that Yes. And my inner child will be there. I promise you. Um, And the whole thing is about a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. I think in, in my typical thinking, falling in a mud puddle or slitting in mud, mud is not like a yay kind of a thing to my adult self, but to my child self, it is a great opportunity. And what's that saying in the Bible about how it's the child that leads us to heaven and it's like that innocent self can see what the adult self would see as a, as like a horrible thing. It sees as this magical opportunity. So I feel like there's some, there's some aspect of that, that I'm getting from this dream to look at what's muddy in my life. And it seems like a downward slope, but to see it through the eyes of a kid, that's like, no, this is going to be fun. Mm. And the hard part is coming back up. Um, I mean, there is that. So I'm teaching another class that's and we're and we use the hero's journey as a frame and we're talking about the return so this sync this other synchronicity is about going down into the special world which really is related Mm. to the soul the depths of ourself and Mm. we get the reward in the special world but the journey Mm -hmm. ain't over just because we're having fun in the special world the journey has to come full circle so there's a there's resistance to coming back up to where the rest of the normal people live. And that's a journey unto itself. And it is often fraught with obstacles like, ah, man, do I really have to come back? But it's worth bringing. So if it were my dream, I think that the the question is, how can I bring this frolicking, fun child aspect of me? How can I incorporate this? As Athena said, how can I bring this into my waking world? How might this? So that's the question. Is there a place in your serious adult life, where having a little bit of fun, frolicking, mud, playing child energy would serve you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought about something else, too, um, and, talk, and listening to y'all, things come to me as I'm talking to y'all. 
One interesting thing about mud, it's considered it's dirt, but it's not like I called and said that I came down the slope and then I ran into poison ivy. Poison ivy, you got to have medicine to get clear. All you have to do is get soap and water and you clear yourself of the dirt. Yeah. Well, you're just, this is amazing. I think this is good for all of us. I mean, normally in dreams, like I think most people in Athena, you tell me what you think. Um, Most people would consider anything that's down, anything that's muddy as like, oh no, this is, this is not good. But really from the soul perspective, it is like, it is where it's at. This is where, this is where the good stuff happens. <laughs> and in order to come back, so I, the strategy then is, okay, to mingle among the ordinary mortals, let's take a little shower, let's take a bath, but let's keep some of that fun. Let's not let the child go down yeah. the drain with the yeah. bathtub water, the dirty yeah. water, whatever that is. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but I just thought about it. You can, you can wash off mud, but in this particular case, I see what you're saying. I don't really want to. Yeah. I didn't really want Take to. Take a little I, bit of that with feel, you. I didn't feel dirty. Oh, what an affirmation. Oh, fun. Yeah. And if yeah. I had any yeah. question about whether or not to do this photo shoot in the mud, I have no question now. Now it's like, I'm going to do this. And I and if there's no mud, I'm going to make some. Okay, Denise, thank you so much, honey. I can't wait to talk to you You're next welcome. week. All right. Okay, dear, Thank you. Okay. Miss Chelsea. Chelsea, what you been dreaming about, honey? Hey, Kelly. Hey, hey. hey Bring I'm it. I'm going to turn my volume. All right. I just wanted to chime in for Denise's dream. A, yeah. that I love the mud puddle synchronicity for you guys. But I, I also felt like um, kind of maybe she was relating to, if it was my dream, um, earth energy. And that's kind of in some origins of the world. Like that's where we started from is a mud puddle. So. I just wanted to throw that in there. Oh, I love Beautiful. that, Chelsea. Yeah, what do you think about that, Athena? I love it. Beautiful. Oh, it's so true. <laughs> yeah, beautiful, um, Chelsea. So that is kind of a segue into my dream. Um, the dream okay. I'm going to share is a dream that I set an intention for, asking for healing. Um, I titled it Surprise in a Box. Uh, so I found myself in a dim-lit train car. I noticed um, in one of the train cars at the end there was a cardboard box so I went to investigate I bent down to open up the box and a small blonde puppy popped her head out and I was like of course they're too cute and I extended my hand to pet pet the puppy as I reached toward the dog another dog stuck its head out from its from the box and it was a large German shepherd it tried to put its mouth around my hand and my first instinct reaction was one of fear um, of being bit. But I realized it was not biting me. Um, it actually, like, had my fingers, like, its mouth over my fingers. And so in that moment, I realized it's not biting me and my fingers are in its mouth. And um, the sensation that it was like, it reminded me of a Chinese finger trap. I don't know what that is. Chinese finger? It's one of those things where it's like this really old kid toy where it's like this tube thing and you both put your finger in one side and if you both try to pull it out at the same time, it's stuck. (laughs) But if you both like ease into it, you can pull your finger out. 
Oh, yeah. um, for, those, for those who want to see a visual, go check out the Facebook feed. Our Nancy's doing a very beautiful pantomime. An oh, interpretive dance. <laughs> I, can, I know what those finger traps are, so I thought I would just illustrate for Kelly. That's awesome. I know you're visual. Okay. Is there more to the dream, Chelsea? No, that was the end of my dream. Okay. Was my awesome. hand was my fingers were in the German Shepherd's mouth, and I realized Whoa. I wasn't being bit and I wasn't dying, but it had its mouth over my hand. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, Athena. So hey. I I must say I couldn't hear the beginning of the dream, right? But I heard the bit about the puppies and um, having your hand inside its mouth, and so for she me, said, she just so you know, she said that there was um, it's called surprise in a box. Mm-hmm. And she was on a dimly lit train car and at the back of it, there was a cardboard box at the end of it. And the, a small blonde puppy came out, was in it. And then there was this German mm-hmm. shepherd. Okay. There you go. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that stands out for me is that you're on a train, the train is going somewhere and then you're walking within the train. You, there's movement within movement, right? And so you find this play, this box and it's unexpected. It's a surprise. So the dream is alerting you, at least in my opinion, to something potentially unknown to you, right? And so you see this cute puppy and it's beautiful. It's this blonde little puppy. And then it changes, the tone of the dream changes. It goes from this innocent um, sort of like, oh, fun, surprise into something that's quite fearful. And it, and the, the, you said it's an Alsatian, right? At the, uh, the dog, Alsatian. the second dog. It was, it was um, a German shepherd. Oh, German shepherd. Yeah. Sorry. I got an image of an Alsatian in my brain. Um, and And so feeling like you are stuck in the way that the visual, Nancy, that you were giving was so helpful, right? You're actually, you're literally stuck. And so I feel like there's something here about instincts. And for me, dogs kind of come up in terms of loyalty, but German Shepherds are very protective dogs. And so I would ask myself questions around that. Um, In what way are my instincts helping me? In what way am I stuck? In what way am I needing to be more, um, I want to say, I almost want to use the word instinctive. In what way can I be more instinctive and how can I move myself out of that? So you have two images of the same thing, two dogs, but in very different ways. And so when you're trying to use, you're trying to join something that might be split. So you have the innocence of a puppy that's very lovable. And then this dog that's incredibly frightening. And in the middle there, there's a tension of opposites and you can join them. So I would really start to think about that. Oh, I love it. Beautiful. Nancy T. Oh, you're muted. Okay, Okay. here I am. Here I am. Oh, my gosh. All right. So this one, I just wanted to ask you, what is it like? How did you feel about this when, you know, the German Shepherd part? Did you wake up afraid or what was your feeling? Because I I don't want to project and I I have feelings about Um, this sort of thing. Like the feelings initially, um, I was surprised because I realized the intention I set for healing was for the two fingers that were stuck in its mouth. And a little reality check is I'm a super dog person, but my whole life I've kind of had this 
uh, intimidation of German Shepherds because I feel like out of all dogs, they can just look through you or like they see your soul, like they are judging you. So um, yeah, that part in the dream, I think I was a little losing because I was instantly went to that fear, but I was like, hey, you know, I'm not dying. Like it's not actually biting me. Like my hands just, it's kind of just like has my hand in its mouth and it's healing it with its slobber or like it's doing something, but I'm not dying. All right. Yeah. I think that's important. Um, for, because for me, if this were my dream, you know, having my, this is not my jam, you know, oh, I've got my fingers stuck in this <laughs> dog's mouth. I've, I've had some history with dogs where, where I felt attacked. So that's where I was attacked. So that's not the goodness. But when, when I think of what Athena said and what this is about and you talking about healing and I wonder where it is like in your healing and maybe it has to do with that judgmental part of you and what you say, because it has to do with the mouth and it has to do with this dog that you see is more judgmental of if you were to give it a characteristic. And I wonder what judgments maybe you, you feel need to be healed or you don't think serve you or, or help you. Um, I'm glad that you didn't wake up like horrified and terrified, like I would. So just yay to that. But Mm. Kelly, what do you think? (laughs) Well, I just, before the sake of time, I'll just say this. Um, It brought up my dog shadow. I used to feed her. Like it was so cute putting my fingers. Like sometimes she would just, it was just so cute the way she would eat treats and my fingers would end up in her mouth. And it sounds kind of creepy and gross, but it was so soft and so sweet that it it just brought that back to me. So it, it, Mm. I just was in the, in the wordplay of it. If every character in the dream is an aspect of self, then it's kind of like, like Athena said about the instinctual aspect of dogs and loyalty and friendship and, and um, that, that wonderful partnership that dogs can be it's the mouth and the hand, my hand, it's mouth. This is the part that feels the most interesting. So maybe it's about handling my business with more instinctual acuity and maybe with more being more of my own best friend with this, with this part of me Mm -hmm. that really sees myself. So the hand, I think if we had more time, I'd want to explore more deeply. What is a hand to you? Maybe you can tell us in a word or two. You're pretty, you're pretty quick on your feet. Chelsea, what's that? Um, I had been, at the time of this dream, I had been uh, dealing with like a skin issue or something, something issue. And that's when I finally decided to give it to my dream. Um, I'm trying to remember what hand it was specifically. Um, I think it was my left hand and it was like my pointer finger. Mm. Uh, Yeah, but I'm not left handed. Um, Mm -hmm. But also I I think masculinity is like linked to the left hand side and um hands, you know, we create with the... our hands, we write with our hands, we play with our hands. Right. Um, Ooh, along those so lines. If it were my dream, I'd say bring in that it's almost like let it infuse that wisdom of the dog that goes into my hand and into the way I handle my creativity and, and the things I write and maybe even the things I say. So I think there's a solution, like maybe I'm on track, like Athena was saying, the train on the track, it's going somewhere. And yet maybe if, maybe if it's prescribed, somebody else is driving this train, I'm not, but I'm connecting to my instincts, even while I'm on to stay on track with myself, so to speak. Mm. So 
Yay, Chelsea. Thank you so much for sharing. Okay, let's get at least one little word in here from Miss Leilani. And let's hear at least one little piece of your dream before we before we have to bid adieu to Athena Labs. Hi, dreamers. I'm actually inside a market checking out. I'm not going to have time to share my magical dream. I was wondering if I can share it next time. I did want to share with this. I did want to share with Athena that I had a pretty magical uh, years ago lucid dream. And I was in Europe out on a plaza and I see this beautiful man and he walks up. Yes, please. He walks up and he says, let's go. And I, meaning let's go do the wild thing. And I said, I don't even know you. And it was so, so like, it's Europe. <laughs> and he said, he said, it's a dream. Come on, let's go. And I want you to know, I said, yes. And we started climbing the walls. I don't know if this is unity appropriate, but we started having sex on the walls and on the ceiling and hanging in different positions. And it was so fun. Oh my God. I'm so happy you shared this with us. <laughs> Leilani, thank you. That is the perfect way to wrap up this show. On with that a bang, so to speak. <laughs> exactly. I'm changing my name to Kelly Walden. <laughs> the things that can be done on a wall. Wall done. Well, All right. I love that. Well done. So Athena Laz, thank you so much for joining me and everybody check out her book, The Alchemy of Dreams and also the Deliberate Dreamers Journal and check out her website. And Nancy T, you can go to nancytelzero.com to find out how you can get healing sessions with Nancy. Nancy is kind of really perfecting the art of distance Reiki. So if you need a shot of something that's going on and you need it now and you need it about something specific, Nancy is your girl. Oh my God. So nancytelzero.com. And you can go to my website, kellysullivanwalden.com and you can find out about the DreamWorks Summit there. You can find out about Wild Woman Wednesday, which is tonight at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And you can also find out about how you can vote on the cover award for my book, Luminous Humans. And with all that, I just say thank you, everybody. And thank you, Louie, so much for running the show behind the scenes. Thank you, everybody at Unity Online Radio. Thank you, Athena. Nancy. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network, in shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.